Okay, I think that the easiest way to prepare or get rid of my um, spirit of religion is to comfortably prepare for my sermons. Uh, you know, I just read the passage and and just look at it. Uh, but everyone who's come before me, honestly, what's amazing is, is that I don't, I felt like it's good that I didn't prepare for the sermon because everyone who came before me already preached everything that I needed to say. And so, but first, let's read the message together. And I mean, honestly, I, I brought, I brought the, the notes, but I don't think there's a whole lot of significance to reading these notes, but... But God has already given us the word. And so let's, I pray that God will speak directly to you through this worship. And so chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. And so uh, I, if, if I share according to what God reveals to me, I also saw a wall in me. And that's why I fasted. And um, regarding my calling, uh, it was a time for me to reconfirm that calling, to rededicate my, my, my calling, giving my life once again. And I was able to experience him receiving that, that sacrifice. You know, Pastor Dr. Kim was talking about his conflict between whether he should drink cold water or warm water. <clears throat> And, and, and talking about that conflict of whether to go or not, that, that whether I have a choice or not. But, but honestly, what, what we come to realize is that it's not about choice. That's just an illusion. It's about before God. And so it's when we are before God that, that this spirit of religion, the spirit of legalism, and this authority is continually being constricted because, because we feel that way. And so we think that it's not a big deal because the conflict within me is not affecting anyone. But here, when we look at this, at this passage, it says, in Christ and, or in the Lord. And this is, when you are in the Lord, it's talking about being full of the Holy Spirit. That when we are in relationship with Him, that we will rejoice. And so honestly, what is Christianity about? It's about living with Him. It's not just... Being, many times we find ourselves just being saying thank you, Lord, just out of habit. But are we truly grateful? Are we truly thankful? And the deeper you dig into yourself, you find such bitterness towards God, right? You find such resentment. But those things are clothed in the trappings of, of religion, clothed in, in the trappings of, of ritual. That, that I feel like, you know, that I have nothing to give thankful for. Or, or even if I do give thanks, there are these things that I w wish were dealt with. And so this is what tends to smother us. And, and as it smothers us, it keeps us from being able to escape. And, but now, praise be to God that He's leading us in a new way, leading us into victory. And so he is 
dragging, not dragging, but He is leading us into this new season. And, and really, we find we we discover that it's not something that I can I can solve on my own. That we get shrouded in this fog. That it's not something that I can do on my own. But Pastor Kim's always saying, just take it one step at a time. Move forward one step, one step. But and yet, and yet for some reason, I find it that I can't take that step. I keep trying on my own. I keep trying and. and and I know, I understand that it's supposed to be my relationship with God. That that but and yet and yet instead of instead of truly living out that belief, it's like, oh if I prayed a little bit more, or if I sacrificed a little bit more, or if I did this a little bit more, if I focused a little bit more. And so this smothers us and 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 and, and constricts us. And so it, 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 many people get so uh, frustrated to the point where they only find release when they go outside. And, and so look, is Pastor Kim's words false? No, it's the thing is, is that it's not something that we can do of our own strength. It's God's grace being revealed. And through Ephesians, it, what does it say? That He has already given it to you. He has already blessed us, and He has predestined us, and He has predetermined for this path for us. And so, and so many times we fail to realize that I am, I am, uh, we fail to realize that we are influenced by religion, and we come to this um, we come to this premature con uh, conception that I need to leave or I need to get out of here. But remember, in all circumstances, no, 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 sorry, one moment. Um, so in all circumstances, just everything is upsetting me. Like, uh, it, it could have been just a word in passing and yet yet I, I take it and, and it, 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 it embeds itself inside of me. My conversations with my children, my conversations with my, with my spouse. You know, as Pastor Yunjong, uh, Dr. Kim was speaking, that when you stay at home, there's nothing for you to do, right? You're just drinking water and there's nothing for you to do. And so you speak and, and so you converse with your wife, you converse with your children. And like we, I would continually fight with my children, even though I'm 30, 40 years older than them. Like I would keep fighting with them and wanting to win, wanting to be the, the correct one. Even though 30, 40 years we, there's a part. And so as I saw myself, I, I was really um, surprised and frustrated at myself. But really, each and every day, uh, God has held on to me and your prayer has upheld me. And though I didn't have strength, because I didn't have strength, I would just, just mope around at home. But the amazing thing is, is that whenever I arrived at church, whenever I was at church, it was as if I was normal, as if nothing happened. Uh, and though um, sleep did not come to me very easily, uh, still the time time would pass by. And uh, but for me, 
overall, this was something that I was grateful for because in, in that time, uh, there was no particular uh, difficulties. There were, it's, just, it's just time would pass by. Actually, what was surprising for me was during, was during the recovery period was when time would not pass by for me. I thought I would never fight someone with over what I'm eating because, you know, I'm a holy pastor. You know, I am the pinnacle of patience, right? <laughs> and yet every day I would fight with my wife about what I'm eating. <laughs> and one time I really wanted rice cakes so bad, I, I, I yelled it out and she, ta she tattled to Pastor Kim. <laughs> and so I got, so I was a little upset thinking like, why, why are you bringing this shame to me? But, and then again, I remembered that oh, we need to be transparent. We need to be transparent. And so, but you know, as a man, you know, it's, it's something that, that, that does kind of like um, uh, tarnish you, right? And so, but anyways, uh, with my children as well, uh, the reason why I was grateful for this time was it was a time for me to, to converse with them, to, to, be, to have our relationship loosened up. Because there was a time where I was sent to Ursan. And there was also a time where I was in Suwon. And uh, when I was in Ursan, um, I sent, uh, uh, they were telling me to send my children to, to, to preschool. Um, and and, and uh, the kids at that age want to be with their parents, but the church wanted me to do things in the church and so they wanted me to send the children to to preschool so that so that uh, I could do church activities and I, we weren't really sure what was going on in the preschool but what we could see is that the children were drawing further and further away from us and so so there was this time of difficulty and then we were resent to Suwon, to, and one reason why in Suwon that I received a lot of hurts there is because this the pastor that I was under there, uh, as he was getting activated spiritually, what I could feel in him was that he was kind of becoming like a shaman. Like someone who is judging people around them, around them because of these spiritual revelations. So as I was with him, ministering with him, for example, let's say someone had a strong unbelief. It, it became difficult to say anything about it because through whatever I would, I, I would say, the pastor would use what I say to kind of build up himself. And so it felt like a whip. And so afterwards, I was unable to uh, minister And so even though the Holy Spirit would reveal something, um, I, I, felt being, I felt like I was being used. 
And so I should have been, I should have been free, but I started to turn away from the Holy Spirit. And there was this resentment. And this resentment, ultimately, where does it go? And it gets directed to who? It gets ended up directed at Pastor Mino Kim. So throughout my life, I mean, I've been continuing repenting of these things and getting the layers peeled one at a time. But there are limitations, right? And so the fasting was a time for this to to really be loosened very well. And so this time in Ursan and Suan, I got to reflect on those things and seeing the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of rebellion that kind of festered inside of me through these events in my life. And so for the most part, I tried to be obedient to whatever, whatever was handed to me. And so with to Pastor Kim it was a little bit easier but but to to Mrs. Cho th- there were still many difficulties inside of me Let's, that that I would want to do something of my own accord not not what she wants and then But as time went by, I got used to it. And as I got used to it, I could, I could deal with it. But ultimately, was I with a, free, with a willing heart ministering? Was with a willing heart, was I respecting her? Was I loving her? No. That's the spirit of religion. And so through these times, as it says here, to rejoice in the Lord... When you look at Paul's circumstances, it's not a situation that he could that someone can easily say rejoice. He's in a dungeon, right? And in this dungeon, they are in murky water that 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 can rise up to even get up to their waist level. Meaning that you cannot sit comfortably. You're always, you're always standing, and because it's murky waters, you don't know what's in there. And because there are no windows in the dungeon, it's dark all the time. And so, in those waters, you don't know what's living in those waters with you. And yet, in this kind of place, what does Paul say? He says, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Even in chapter 4, again, it begins by saying, rejoice, my brothers, right? And so rejoice, I say again to rejoice. Remember, the Philippians were going through hard times at this time. Though there were many precious servants there, but there were also many people who were rebelling against Paul, who were cursing Paul. But Paul was entering in the time of glory in his spirituality. And so these circumstances 
did not influence his spirituality. And so when we see these things, uh, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is not something that we can go through carrying the limitations of, uh, uh, of the, the walls of my limitations. It's when we break through. And those break, this breaking through doesn't happen through my events. It's impossible through my strength. Maybe we are without money. Maybe we are without strength. I mean, and during those times, will you truly have joy? Will you truly have joy? I mean, I mean, you could say that I give thanks, but, but like not just going through the motions, not with just the trappings of religion, but truly rejoice. And so for me, this fasting was really a time for me to experience the love of God in a new way, experience the love of the community. And also, I'm so grateful that through these hardships, I was able to spend time and face the hardships that, that I went through, including Ursan and Suan. And also many people through their, through their love to me and, and, and their interest to me uh, was really helpful. And I could feel the love of the community. And honestly, I don't like to say uh, bad things to people. And I also don't want to show bad things to people. But a pastor is someone who lives by what God gives. Not just a pastor, but all children of God. It's, we live by what God gives. And so it's not about how much I have or how much I don't have, but what God gives. Some people enjoy success. Some people go through hardships. Some people enjoy riches. Some people go through poverty. But whatever I'm doing, wherever my life is, it's not about, oh, if I were to move just a little bit quicker, if I were to able to seize that opportunity, I would be a little bit better. No, rather every moment by moment, Breaking through each circumstances in faith. Many times we fail to do so because we fail to express ourselves truthfully. We long to experience God, but we keep looking at the people around us. And keep looking at the people around us, comparing ourselves. And that's, as we compare, am I even a child of God? Am I a servant of God? And so that's why I ended up uh, fasting. And on the fifth day of my fast, really, I felt like I felt like dying. Even it was just the fifth day. I already wanted to call Pastor Kim and say that I don't think I could continue. I don't think I can endure. But God, through Galatians chapter two, verse ten, gave us the grace. That for I have been crucified on the cross with Christ, therefore it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so when I and so my the life I live, I live for um, the God who who loved me and sent me uh, uh, sent the son. I don't I don't I didn't memorize the rest of this passage. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, don't shake your head. <laughs> Um, and so when I sent my the message to Pastor Kim that I'm going to fast, 
Uh, that's the confession that I made is that made is that I am not living but you live in me and I could feel the limitations of my flesh being torn down and water started to flow and as I saw that when I drunk water it, I could drink it well and uh, the time that I would drink the most was right before sleeping and then as I would fall asleep, I would feel I would feel my throat get parched. So I would wake up, drink again. And then because I drank, you know, that water would go through my body and I would have to use the restroom. So I would have to wake up again. And then I'd get thirsty and then drink, fall asleep a little bit. And then because it's parched, and so this repetition would cycle and cycle and cycle. But anyways, um... And I am someone who has a lot of unbelief, who have a lot of hurts, a lot of suspicions, a lot of doubts. And honestly, many times I didn't think that I would be able to do a 40-day fast, but just kept confessing that if you don't give me the grace to live today, I cannot survive. And if you look at today's text, we can see how terrifying uh, religion is. Right in chapter four, uh, three, verse four, it says, "Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh, also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more." And this was one of the things that attacked Paul the most, is that as a disciple, you were not there when Jesus Christ was ministering. You are not, not just the twelve disciples. You don't compare to even the disciples who are around them. And then at that time. Paul was someone who was standing under another law. And so even though he converted and he changed, at, constantly this was the attack that came before him, was this uh, lack of acknowledgement. And yet here, what does he say? He says that I have more confidence in the flesh. Many times we want to be proven, right? We want to we want to prove ourselves to other people through their acknowledgement, right? Through our money, through our education, right? Through 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 my ability to uh, exercise or maybe through my my looks or whatever it may be. Right? We we by our works we try to prove our worth. But, but here, in verse 5, Paul says, what? Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. And so in verse 6, what are we seeing? That anything that I could prove my righteousness, whatever that place needed me to be, I was there. And so that means that I was standing in the place of persecution against God's beloved church. And so in legalism, in religion, you have cannot know the will of God. You cannot know where His heart is. You cannot know what He truly desires because you are not acknowledging Him. You are acknowledging your own righteousness through your actions. 
And so Paul says that I worked hard. I worked hard to persecute the church because that was my zeal. That was my righteousness. That he could even go to murder people. That's how far it takes him. And so Jesus, God, and Holy Spirit, if they did not stop him on the way to Damascus, then Paul would, would have lived a life completely against Christianity. And what does pastor say to us all the time? Is that, is that Holy Spirit, fullness of the Holy Spirit is a gift of God. It's grace. He comes to us. And so when we cry out to Him, He answers us. Amen? That is the biggest grace of all. So as lots of 40-day fasters came up today, maybe you may feel that, that there's pressure to do 40-day fast, but there's not. Right? You can. You don't have to. Okay, honestly, I hope you don't have to do it because, because it's so much more difficult to go through it. But, but absolutely, God's grace. And so in this time, when you feel pressured, if it's Jezebel, deception, or hurts, religion, legalism, whatever it may be, what must be clear in this community as you're going through this time as these things are being cleared as you're being renewed in your relationship with God I mean because honestly right when I was doing this fast was I full of the Holy Spirit every moment no I'm not to be honest but what God gave me is that, ah, it's not me who does it that it was a time for me to learn this deeply. That I cannot do a thing and I should not, I ought not to do anything that is fully by the grace of God. And even when I make mistakes, it's okay. Even if I'm not good at it, it's okay. Because God is the one who is upholding me. And so this grace is didn't just come upon me, but upon Dr. Kim and upon Tezong and upon Mrs. Cho, and all the other uh, people who have been participating in these conferences, going beyond not just Korea, but Costa Rica, Africa, Israel. This word of life is being proclaimed. The world is growing darker and darker, and there are many times where we do not know how we can even continue on. Right. Honestly, I never really felt this way before, but during the coronavirus, it really hit home that how long can the church um, persevere? And yet, the amazing thing was that Yerbang Church and Zoe Ministry did not get lost during that time. God continually upheld us. And so, and so many times I would think, is this possible? Is this correct? And so though all kinds of thoughts come up, God gave us victory in the opportune time. Amen. Even now, even now, God is giving us the victory in the opportune time. And so just as Pastor Kim says, the absolute victory is already in hand. 
God already has the victory. And so like Ephesians 2 says, that He is on the right hand of the throne of God and we are with Him. And so how are we going to spend this time on earth? As being filled with the Holy Spirit and in that fullness being led by the Father in fellowship with the Son and walking with the Holy Spirit. And so if there is grace during this time for me, it was particularly because the glory of the worship was so great that it felt like I was meeting with God. Honestly, it's hard to express with words. It's not even something that you could express through emotions. It's not some kind of sadness or happiness. It's not... It's not tearing up. I'm not tearing up right now because of the difficulties. Honestly, I don't know why. You know, like, even when we're singing exciting songs, I would cry. Even though we're singing slow songs, I would cry. And so, I don't know why. But what I found is that, ah, Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit is here. God is with us. So never once have I felt that fellowship of the Trinity, of being able to discern the Trinity. And yet, as Pastor Kim was preaching, that if we are to enter to this glorious relationship, we need to be able to open to the fellowship of that triune dynamic. Am I fellowshipping with God the Father, with God the Son, or God the Spirit? And so that's what I was able to experience through this word. And where, it's, where I found this was in... In verse 8, Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ. And so if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, it saps the strength of the flesh. And so our heart towards God uh, rises up. And automatically, we choose Him. And because we choose Him, we sacrifice these other things. All these other things that we are holding on to becomes, uh, we consider it as loss. And so naturally we become we resemble like God and as we resemble with like with as we come to resemble God there are things that we let go things that we sacrifice just naturally you know before I thought my health was everything but automatically I give up on that I thought that money was something that I needed and I give up on that I thought Position was something that I needed and I give it up. And so as we come to resemble more and more God, like God, we start to lose out on those desires of possession, of security, of honor, of, 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 of pleasure and of idolatry. These things become sin and utterly sinful to us. And so we see that we count these things as, all, as rubbish in order that I may what? Gain Christ. And so in the next verse... Uh, 
and be found and that I may gain Christ that it is no longer I who live but I see that Christ is living in me because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit because I, I see that I have given up on myself so it's no longer I who live but someone living in me so in verse 9 and be found in him and this found in him is that because the Lord loves me that he because of his love for me he valued me because of his value for me he glorified me and so he shaped me in that dignity and we are able to see this from his point of view not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes from faith in Christ so it's not because of some some um, procedure but rather th but that found in faith in Christ the righteousness that God depends uh, from God that depends on faith and so the, as Jesus said on the cross it is finished Though I have done nothing, when I receive Christ, He says, understands all, that you are the same as me, and that in me all things are redeemed. And so in this glory, uh, through Philippians, God worked in this glory to the conference in Pastor. And uh, the remainder of this passage, uh, Pastor Chung Song-oh already proclaimed it during his, his testimony. And, and so it's, it's going to take too much time for me to go over all of this. And so if you are interested, please look at the sermon online. So right now, we want to sing this song that as we strive towards the goal, Let's pray at this time. Lord Christ lives in me. For we have been crucified on the cross with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And so, Lord, that I may be found in Christ, that I may gain Christ, that I may be able to live in you. Please, Lord, live in us. Give us the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Father, may your love come over us like a waterfall. Let us pray all together. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, Lord, we thank you for restoring and reviving all these feminist churches through this pastor's conference. Lord, let them, let them rise up as these victorious, powerful remnant churches for this end time. Lord, up, through these upcoming conferences, Lord, let your amazing work be poured over all generations, areas, and all the organizations and departments. Lord, let all this abundancy be poured over your church that can handle all these schedules. Lord, bless your business groups and, and let all the abundancy be poured and let them flow from them toward different areas of the churches. Lord, destroy all the works of the enemies and destroy all their strategy 
and let all the church members and the business group can share the stories of victory through their life. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, and the love of the Father, and indwelling communion of the Holy Spirit, be with all the, all the church members who want to be dis, uh, divided and separated from spirit of religion over their workplace, their family, and all the missionaries and mission field upon Yolbang Church and Zoe Ministry from now and forevermore. Amen.